stand to our feet one more time? Amen. We're going to go to the word of the Lord. And Philippians chapter 4 is where I'd like to direct your attention to tonight. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse number uh, verse number 6. Uh, and while you're turning there, amen, it is a pleasure and a delight to have Antonisha with us. Amen. Come with Brittany and some of the other ladies. Amen. We're happy that she's here. And we want to welcome and feel at home in Abundant Life Center. And uh, we're thankful for all that God is doing in our church. And we are certainly looking forward to, amen, the future and what God has in store for every family, every life. Amen. 2020 will be a year of destiny. Amen. Not just for uh, Abundant Life Center as a, uh, as a church, but for you and for your family if you get involved in what God wants to do. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. So it's talking about prayer and supplication. And verse number 7 uh, is where we'll draw the, uh, the subject matter for tonight. It says, and the peace of God. Everyone say the peace of God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. One more time. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I'm just going to take a few moments tonight and talk to you about uh, the peace that passes all understanding. The peace that passes all understanding. You can be seated tonight. Amen. Thank you for standing and thank you for praying with us and uh, worshiping the Lord. Amen. Philippians 4 and 7 is where we draw our text tonight. And uh, we're uh, continuing with the lessons that we've been teaching the last several uh, Sundays, Sunday mornings about the fruit of the spirit. Uh, We began a few weeks ago talking about uh, Uh, But the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 and 22 is love. And we talked about love a few weeks ago. That we talked about joy uh, this past uh, Sunday. And tonight we're teaching about peace. Amen. Everyone say peace. 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 Both both fingers say peace. 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 That's what we're talking about. Amen. A little bit of engagement tonight. Peace. The peace of God which passes all understanding. In the contemporary English version this Uh, Verse number seven of chapter four of Philippians says it like this. Then because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. Amen. And this peace will control the way you think and feel. Amen. I began kind of looking through different translations and sometimes they help to give us a little bit uh, fuller understanding, help to us to see in a different light. Uh, And the the CEV uh, gives it says, because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and the way that you feel. Uh, And that phrase that is used in the King James says, shall keep your hearts and minds. Uh, Silence is sometimes more powerful than speech. And love mightier than rage. And so peace is more powerful than the storm. Amen. That you may or may not be going through tonight. Amen. That peace will keep the heart from fear. Uh, There can be no fear of man. No fear of the world. No fear of death. No fear of hell. In the heart. Amen. Of the individual where dwells the peace of God in that person's life. It keeps the heart from strife. There can be no contention where there is peace, amen, that God has put in a person's life. And it will keep the mind from doubt. Glenn uh, Pease in his book, The Fruit of Peace, said the following. Much, if not most, of the social turmoil of our culture is due to a hunger for peace. Which is sought for in all of the wrong places. You can look uh, through the newspaper or the internet today and look uh, at everybody talking about we want peace. And yet there's so much clamor and strife in the world. Uh, But it's sought for in all the wrong places. Amen. Because they are looking to satisfy a thirst for peace on a political level. Amen. That will never bring them 
inner peace that they're really looking for. Others may search for a peace through uh, through travel pursuits. And, and I've got to find peace. And I've got to find myself on this journey. And they think by traveling, amen, to some far off land or country, they'll find a peace. Amen. But it is not predicated upon the outward external factors in life. But if you truly want a peace, amen, a peace that passes all understanding, it first has to happen on the internal, inside, amen, interior part of man and woman. Amen. It's not some political pursuit. It's not some travel pursuit. It's not some financial ambition that's going to bring peace, but it is even at the foot of the cross at an altar of repentance on your face before the Lord as God brings a peace, amen, that the world cannot give and that the world cannot take away. Amen. According to Ronald Hutchcraft, the director of Youth for Christ in New York and New Jersey, he said in the next 30 minutes, 57 kids will run away from home. 29 children will attempt suicide. 22 girls under the year, under 19 years of age will receive an abortion. And 14 teenage girls will give birth to an illegitimate baby. And 685 teens will use some form of narcotic. This is in the next 30 minutes according to statistics. And these, he writes, these tragic statistics reveal that we are a nation in a perpetual war. Indeed, the nation, the world we live is a world at war. And there's, uh, the Bible talks about in the last days there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be strife and there's going to be ethnos against ethnos, nation against nation, amen, tribe against tribe. And it's going to be a divisive time and that's what the end time is going to look like, amen. But I believe in the house of God here tonight, in Abundant Life Center, there should be a model of what heaven looks like, amen, in the house of God, in Abundant Life Center, in my family, and in your family, there should be a model of the peace of God that passes all understanding, amen, it's something I get excited about because it is something that the world around me cannot buy with money, Cannot get with relationships. Amen. But at the foot of the cross, I find peace with God. And it passes all understanding tonight. I'm thankful tonight for that peace that I know in my life. Hallelujah. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. The June 19th, 1992 issue of today in the word contained the following excerpt. A group of academics and historians has compiled this startling information. They write, since 3600 B.C., that the year, uh, the world has known only 292 years of peace. This is since 3600 B.C. This is thousands and thousands of years ago. There has only been 292 years of peace. Less than 1% of the time of this time was in peace. And during this period since 3600 B.C., uh, there has been 14,351 wars, large and small, in which 3.64 billion people have been killed. The value of the property destroyed is equal to a golden belt around the world, 97 miles wide and 33, 33 feet thick. Basically, what we're saying tonight is people are at war in three different areas of their lives. Amen. Number one, they're at war with God. And number two, they are at war with themselves. Amen. Each one of us individually by ourselves. And the third thing is they are at war with each other. Amen. There is a animosity that this world will try to foster in the hearts of even the child of God if we're not careful. Amen. But the peace of God that passes understanding when you get the Spirit of God working your life, it will bring peace to your life. It will bring peace with you and your God. It will bring peace with you and yourself. It will bring peace with you and your neighbor. It will bring peace on all levels, on all fronts. Because that's the kind of 
Amen. Like the man or, or the woman or the young person uh, that reaches this place of enlightenment and they find peace with themselves, but they don't find peace with their God and they don't find peace with somebody else in the world. But the peace that God brings, the peace that passes understanding is a peace that transcends, amen, human intellect. It's a peace that transcends every other aspect of your life. Amen. The peace of God is something that will go with you in the darkest night. Amen. With a bill collector's call and you don't know where to turn. Amen. I, I just know that God's in control and I don't got to worry. I ain't got to get into anxiety and fears and worries because God is in control. God is in control. God never intended for his creation to be at war. John 16 and 33 said, These things have I, sp- I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Right. I have overcome the world. Right. Amen. So if you are facing situations in life... Amen. That you feel like uh, I can't get past this hurdle. I can't overcome this obstacle. I don't know how I'm going to get through this mess that I'm in. Amen. When you link up with the man. Amen. From Galilee. When you link up with the man that's walked on the waters. The one that said, I've overcome the world. And he says, Amen. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And you begin to understand if I'll link up with the Master, if I'll get in perfect alignment with my Father, if I'll come into connection with the Lord, I can face anything. Because He said, I have overcome the world. I am in charge. Although testing and trials will come, amen, you can still live in peace, amen. The famous commentator, writer, Matthew Henry, said when Christ died, he left a will which he gave. Amen. He gave his soul. Amen. He gave his body to Joseph of Arimathea, his clothes to the soldiers, and his mother to John, but to his disciples. Amen. Who had left all to follow him. He left not silver and gold. Amen. But he left something far better. He left his peace. He left peace. Amen. He said, my peace I give to you, not as the world give it, so give I. Amen. But there is a peace that God wants to give somebody in this place tonight. Amen. That will calm the storms in your life. Amen. That will bring, amen, to bay all the fears of hell in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A true Christian will manifest, not just possess, not just have in their possession the peace of God, but a true Christian and child of God will manifest peace in their relationship with God. What does that look like? Peace in their walk with the Lord. When you might have, you might remember when you first came to the Lord and you were weighted down with sin, and the guilt was heavy upon your shoulders. And I remember the service. I came to church uh, and I was struggling to live for God, and I was on the verge of completely backsliding. And I came to church and and my head hung low, and my 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 hands were like 50 pound concrete blocks, and I, I couldn't get them. I was just like this. I couldn't lift my head. I couldn't lift my hands. I didn't have peace with God. And God wants to uh, take that heavy load that you and I bear tonight. Amen. So that when you come before the Lord, it can be hands uplifted and eyes to the sky. Say, God, I got peace with you, God. God, I want to know you more, God. I can lift my head high and I can recognize that, God, you and I are on good terms today. You and I are on good terms, God. I love you. You love me, God. And there's a connection. That's what peace with God looks like. It looks like the man or woman that's got their hands uplifted and their eyes uplifted and their chins in the air, their chest 
a true child of God. If you've been walking with the Lord and you're saved, filled with the Spirit, you can walk into the church and say, Pastor, you ain't got to pray me through. I already prayed through. I'm just here to worship God and encourage somebody else. Peace of God. The second element we talked about earlier is uh, a true Christian will manifest peace in their relationship with themselves. Not beating themselves up all the time and saying, woe is me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a loser, I just can't make it, I'm just going to be a, an alcoholic like my daddy, I'm just going to be a drug addict like my mom, I'm just going to be a, a, a whoremonger like my, my grandpa, I'm just going to be the, the same way like my family tree. And, and you look at yourself uh, through the wrong lens, amen, not through the lens of, of a water baptized child of God, water baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. But you see yourself, amen, before you came to God. And that's all you see. You can't get past, amen, you can't get past what the devil's lying to you and telling you, amen, you're going to always be, amen, a dirty, rotten, filthy sinner. You're never going to get up from that heap of sin, amen, but a child of God, that Holy Ghost filled, said, I can be at peace with myself. And though I messed up, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Amen. It's been washed away in a watery grave of baptism. And I got peace with myself. And I know who I am in God. And I'm thankful that I'm a blood bought. I'm a blood washed child of God. Hallelujah. I can forgive myself. I can forgive myself. For my poor mistakes and the way I treated my kids, my family members, others in my world, I can forgive myself. Because a peace that God brings is not just, amen, this single-sided component of living for God, but it's a multifaceted thing. It's peace with God and it's peace with myself. Some of us have, have made horrible mistakes and we've done things that we're ashamed to say in public and we hope nobody knows we did it and we're ashamed and we pray to God that nobody even remembers those things that we did in secret. Amen. But God has washed us and God has cleansed us and so I'll walk in faith. Amen. When the enemy tries to swoop in and say you still did sin. Amen. Some 10, 15 Years ago, amen, you can look back and say, but the blood of Jesus has washed me and I've got peace with myself. God has forgiven me. He's cleansed me. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands in this place and why don't we just take a few moments and thank him for what he's done in our lives. Come on, could you lift your voice? Come on, would you lift your voice in your hands? your hearts and just say thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I'm not who I once was hallelujah I'm not defined by my past but I'm defined by my present and how he sees me and I'm going to live for God in perfect 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 peace Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, I'm going to live for Him. I'm going to live for God in perfect peace. Hallelujah, I've got peace with myself. And I have peace with others. Hallelujah. Some of us, this is something we got to manifest. Peace with others. I, I didn't know how to get along and, and have relationships and, and all of these setbacks that we have in life. And God says, I'm not just going to give you a peace with God, with yourself, but I'm going to give you peace with others. I'm going to bring a peace in your life that you're going to find it easy to get along with other people. And there's not going to be the rocky road up and down all the time. How many hates drama? Amen. We all hate drama. We even... 
classify people that are drama. We say they're the drama queen. You ever heard that phrase? I don't know if there's a one for the male, but there ought to be probably one for males too, I'm sure. They're no, we're no different in that regard, but uh, nobody likes that. We like to say, hey, I love that person. They're so easy to get along with. They always got a smile. They're, they, you know, they, they, just, they just move through a lot of issues in life. But it's the Holy Ghost that's worked in them. Can I tell you that in this place tonight sits my mother, my mother and my father, and they've had some people talk about them. They've had some people do them wrong. Me and my brother, we've grown up in their home. We know the things. We've had people cheat them out of thousands of dollars. We've seen it. We've seen people talk about them. And my parents never gossiped about them. They just prayed and said, God, they're in your hands. We just want peace with others. The peace that you've given us, God. It's not just vertical. It's not just internal, but it's also horizontal. I can get along with others. I can forgive and I can forget. I can help. God can help me to move forward. Amen. A Christian will manifest peace in their relationship with God and themselves and with others. In studying Galatians 5 and 22, uh, that talks about the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. That scripture in studying it, uh, there's an interesting definition for the word peace, uh, which comes from the Greek word irene, which means quietness or rest or to set at one again. Uh, Literally, it means to take that which was broken and to put it together again. Uh, When Adam and Eve sinned, our right relationship with God was broken. And uh, our right relationship with our inner man as well was broken. And our right relationship with others in the world was broken. Amen. It severed, amen, not just uh, our relationship with God, but it severed our relationship and, and uh, the, the spirit of man with itself and man from its, from its fellow man. And there was a divisive action that took place. And through the Spirit being manifested in our lives, those relationships are set at one again or are put back together. As the Spirit of God works in a person's life, there's peace with God, there's peace with ourselves, and there's peace with our fellow man. Because God restores a man in this wholeness. Amen. God wants to make you whole. Amen. God, God doesn't work in partialities. Amen. God works in wholeness. And God says, I'm going to restore the man or the woman that reaches out to me their whole life. Amen. For all their days. Peace with God. Before we can ever attain true peace in other areas of our life, we must first of all be at peace with God. Amen. Before you can ever have that relationship of peace with yourself or with your fellow man, there must first be a place of prayer with the Lord and making peace with your maker. Amen. Making peace with your God. Someone say praise the Lord. God desires us to have peace and has made a way for us to be at peace with him. Psalms 29 talks about uh, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. God will bring peace into a person's life. God will give peace. Jeremiah 29 11. We all love this. Uh, this passage of scripture. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Amen. God wants to give peace to our lives. Peace in your family. Peace, amen, in your uh, your walk with the Lord. Peace with yourself tonight. God wants to bring peace, perfect harmony. Because when there is somebody that walks through the front doors of this church and they're looking for healing, they're looking for a helping hand, they're looking for somebody to help them. If they come into the house of God, if they reach into your life and they get behind the front door of your house and they see chaos and they see disorder and they see strife and they see all of these 
animosities, they're going to say, well, that's not what I want. That can't be what the Lord, uh, what His church, what His people looks like. I'll find somewhere else to go. But when people walk through the doors of this church and they see, wow, there, there's a peace that I feel in this place. There's rest that I feel in this place. Amen. This will be a harbor for souls to find their way back to God because somebody has discovered peace with God, with themselves and with their fellow man at an altar of repentance on their face before the Lord. Hallelujah. You say, how can you forgive? How can you move past things? People have said stuff and done stuff. How can you do that? It's not possible because there is, Sister Cameron, a peace that passes all understanding. The scripture says, amen. I'm going to go back to the, uh, the contemporary English version. Amen. God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and the way you feel. It will affect your heart and your mind. The peace of God. And the peace of God says, I've got to keep a right relationship with those in my world. I've got to keep a right relationship with my God. And I've got to keep a right relationship with myself. And I've got to live God, a God-fearing life and pleasing before the Lord. Amen. There must be peace with God before you can have peace with anything else in this world. It first must begin, amen, at an altar of repentance. Moving quickly, skipping through uh, some notes that I have, uh, we need peace with ourselves. The greatest struggle being faced by individuals today is a struggle for peace of mind. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. All the clamoring uh, things, all the things that clamor for your attention and your hearts, your heartstrings and all those things that weigh heavy on you. And they work on a person, they work on a person. Till their, their, their mind is just in a thousand different directions. What do I feel? What do I think? What's going on? I, I'm so confused. Amen. The Holy Ghost will bring a peace and help you to settle all the issues in your life and to work through things and say, okay, the, the, the main things that matter right now in this storm or trial that I'm going through is my walk with the Lord. It is my, my relationship with my pastor. Is my relationship with others. I've got to have a peace. God, you've got to give me the peace of mind that I need. I've got to have that understanding and that confidence knowing that you're in control. You're in charge. Having a peace, an inner peace within yourself. It is not a lack of hostility. We need to understand that this type of peace is not a lack of hostility. A true biblical understanding of peace is much deeper than not having a life filled with conflict. Just because you say, well, I got the peace of God. Why is there still conflict in my life? Why is there still conflict in my life? Why do I still struggle with things? It doesn't mean that there's going to be a lack of conflict. It means that in the midst of that storm, in the midst of the things that rage around you, on the inside, Sister Sade, I know that God is in control. I know that God loves me. And I know that God has his hand upon my life. And though everything around me might be might be shaking, might be moving, people might leave, people might come, they might go, they might talk about me. I can be perched on the rock on that mountain where the storms are raging. And I can know that in the middle of the storm, in the middle of conflict, I've got peace and I won't be shaken because God's got his hand upon my life. I have that peace with God. It's not an absence of activity either. All too often we use the phrase peace and quiet. If I can just get some peace and quiet, I can have some relaxation. I, I can think. Every parent has said that. We even have Sister Dee who helps us raise our little ones saying that. Not now. My little one will go into down the hall, she'll be shouting, D, D, and then she'll open her door with her still sleeping, and Sister Dee says, hey, not now. We'll play a little bit. Still sleeping. We all want peace and quiet. 
uh, us young people, we probably don't know what that's like because we enjoy that. That's called a party. That's called exciting. That's called fun. As you get older, can you please turn the music down, Sister Natalie? It's a little bit loud, Brother Noah. Just please. When you're younger, you love to get that you know, $1,000 stereo system and just bump that thing and let everybody in the neighborhood know. And then you get a little bit older, you're like, this is a bunch of racket. Please, please, peace, quiet. Peace is not just an absence of activity. Slowing down is not the same as having peace. You can say, well, I'm going to slow down my life a little bit and maybe I can find peace. I just got to slow down all the things I'm doing. That's not going to give you the peace that you need. You can be as busy as uh, many pastors, amen, working by vocational jobs and still find peace in the midst of storms. Because God, amen, in the in a secret time of prayer, God can feel your feel your, your inner man, feel your inner woman, feel your spirit, feel your soul, amen, with something that's far greater than what is on the outside, all oh, the environment that's around you. There can be a peace that you have with God. Real peace. Is peace regardless of activity. And the, the final thing is peace is not, or it's not an escape from reality. Finding peace is not uh, to find an escape from reality. And a lot of times we think about, uh, I need some peace and quiet. We use those phrases. I need to, and I've said it, I've been guilty of this myself. I need to get to that, that, that white sandy beach on Maui and just relax and find some peace. Because everything's crazy and busy and that's not going to give peace. It's going to give you some relaxation. You might feel relaxed, maybe, when you come back from vacation. But you might also feel wiped out and ready for another vacation from your vacation. Because we got it mixed up sometimes. But, But Brother Paul, in a time of prayer... I can have a peace that transcends everything around me. Amen. I can be in the midst of a, of a mess in my life. I can be in, in the midst of chaos in my life. I can be in the midst of, of just all kinds of things. And if I can close my eyes and I can, I can kneel down and I can begin to pray, I can say, God, I need the peace of God that passes understanding right now. It won't be long and you're praying, you're beginning to feel my troubles are going down the train. I I, I don't don't even care what's going to happen tomorrow. Because right now, how I'm feeling right now, the presence of God, I'm speaking in tongues and and God is renewing me, God's refreshing me. Amen. There cannot be anything out in that world that's more powerful than what I feel. Amen. On my face with the Lord. And because I've got peace at an altar before the Lord, amen, I can face any storm, any trial that comes my way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And sometimes, amen, we fall into the trap of we need the storm, so we pray the more. Amen, that's something we fall prey to. We think, well, I'm praying really good when I'm going through trials. But let the pay raise come, let the beautiful car be in your driveway and, and all the fun activities. And, and you're so busy having fun that now you're having fun, but you don't have peace. I talked to a friend of mine. I'm going to close. I talked to a friend of mine some time ago who's not living for the Lord. And he asked me a few months ago uh, when I was unemployed. And I didn't have a job offer. And uh, I had a time limit on my unemployment. He said, uh, uh, Nate, are you, are you worried? Uh, you know, you, you don't have a job. How do you feel like, you know? Do you have, you have nothing lined up? No. But I know that God's going to make a way for me. Amen. Call me stupid. Call me ignorant. Call me naive. Call me foolish. Whatever you want to believe. But there is a quiet confidence that I have, amen, been living for the Lord for over 20 years now, Mom. 20 years, over 20 years. Amen, I got the Holy Ghost when I was 12. 
I'm 30 something years old now. There's a confidence that I know. You know what? God will see me through. Brother, no, I don't know how. I'm getting an appointment. I got a little bit of emergency fund, but it's not going to last always. That's just going to dwindle to, to nothing. And I'm going to have to be out there and pound the pavement, do something. But I, I told him, I said, I, I, I'm not worried. I'm doing everything in my power. I'm paying my tithe. I told him, I'm paying my tithe. I'm giving my offering. I'm praying every day. I'm faithful to church. I have a walk with the Lord. Uh, I'm, I have everything right with other people in my world. God is going to see me through. There's a peace that I have. And he said, you know what? I got a job and I got a house. I got houses. I got whatever money in the bank. But I don't even have what you have. Because I, I, all the time I'm worried that something's going to happen. And I, I, he said, you know what? What you have is, is peace. And I told him, I have peace. He said, that's something that I, I don't have. I'm always worried, looking over my shoulder, wondering when it's going to all disappear, what someone's going to just do something and, and throw me under the bus or something's going to happen. And he said, as a backslider, that's something that uh, I wish they would, they would tell me when I was, and I wish I understood when I was living for the Lord, that the peace that I have here in the church is something that I should never take for granted. Peace with God. No matter what happens in my life, I can be going through hell. Everything can be crashing all around and I know that God has got me right where he wants me. In the palm of his hand. And I know that somewhere down the line, I'll be able to look back and say, that is what God was doing. Through the storm, when the the winds were blowing and the and the lightning was flashing around me and, and the rain was coming down and, and the winds were blowing and, and, and the waves were beating upon the shore and, and and the ship was rocking and whatever situation you want to describe, I wondered what was happening. But when I made it to the other side, then I realized. Oh, that's what God was doing. He was drawing me closer. He was working on a miracle that was greater than what I had in the previous position. Amen. God was working all things out for my good. And all that I've got to do is keep my peace with God, with myself, with others, and walk through the storm. Just walk through the fire, honey. Just walk through the rain and know that God is going to hold my hand and see me through. God is going to walk beside me. He's going to walk with me. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand to our feet in this place tonight as the music plays softly. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to leave you with this tonight. There was once a king who offered a prize to the artist who would paint the best picture of that word we're talking about tonight. Peace. A king once offered a prize to the artist who would paint the best picture that fully encapsulated what peace looks like. And many artists tried. They gave it their best attempt. They gave it their best shot. How can I paint this picture uh, that, that depicts what peace looks like? The king looked at all the pictures and there were only two that he really liked. And he had to make a final decision to choose between them of which picture fully depicted peace. The first picture of the two was a picture of a calm lake. The lake was a perfect mirror. It was, it was a glass lake, amen, with for, uh, a mirror for peaceful towering mountains all around it. It, it showed off the reflection of the mountains. It was a glass lake. It was, it was perfect. There was no ripples, no waves. And overhead was a blue sky with white fluffy clouds. This beautiful picture. 
And all who saw this picture thought that it was a perfect picture of peace. All the skeptics looked at that and said, uh, Oh, King, uh, that should be the one that you select. That is uh, the, the emblem, that is the personification, the, the perfect picture of what peace looks like. And then the other picture, it had mountains too. But those mountains were not the beautiful, uh, smooth uh, hills or mountains, but these mountains were the rugged and, and jagged and bare and ugly looking mountains. And above the mountains that were so ugly and rugged and bare was a, an angry sky from which rain began to pour and lightning flashed on this canvas, this painting. And down the side of the mountain tumbled a foaming waterfall, a raging waterfall. And none of this looked peaceful to the naked eye. But when the king began to look a little bit more closely, he saw behind the waterfall a tiny bush growing in a crack in the rock. And in the bush, a mother bird had built her nest. And there in the midst of the rush of angry water sat the mother bird on her nest in perfect peace. Which picture do you imagine won the prize? It was the second picture that the king chose. And the reason when they asked the question, why did you choose that one? The king explained, because peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise. It's not meant to be in a place where there is no trouble. It's not meant to be in a place where there is no hard work. But peace means to be in the midst of all of those things. And still be calm in your soul. Calm in your heart. The real meaning of peace. You say, well, I need everything around me perfect. I need everything in my, envi- in my environment, in my world, perfect so I can have peace. And God says, no, I'm going to give it to you on the inside. So you can walk through life and say, man, my life was less than perfect, Sister Natalie. My, my life was not what I wanted, whatever, what it should be for every teenager, Sister Shadi. But I walked through some things. And I can tell you, in those moments when I cried myself to sleep and I wondered, What was happening in life? I lifted up my eyes to the Lord. And I said, but God, I trust you. But God, my faith is in you. My confidence is in you, God. So let me tell somebody in this place today. You can go through things. You can go through dark nights. And and deep, long valleys. You can go through storms. And in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your trial, if you will reach out to God. And say, God, see me through. God, I'm going to just trust in you. I'm going to just do everything that I know to do. Amen. There will be a peace that you find in that place of, of lonely dark darkness. Amen. That you'll never be able to fully capture anywhere else in your life. But you'll look back to that moment and say, it was in that moment that I found peace like never before. And nothing, amen, can ever replicate or take the place of it. And nothing will steal it from my life. Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord tonight? Would you help me today? Amen. Would you close your eyes and would you lift up your hands? And would you open up your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord out loud tonight? Come on, I need some folks to just begin to just be honest with the Lord. I need some people to just be honest and say, God... I need you right now, Lord, to speak peace into my life. Amen. Some thousands of years ago, on a rough and wild sea, amen, the Lord Jesus looked out in a boat, and he looked at storm clouds, he looked at tempestuous waves, and he said, peace, be still. Jesus, I'm praying tonight, Lord. I pray right now, turn the music a little bit louder tonight. Amen. I want us to lift up our voices. If you're here tonight, if you're here tonight and you say, I need what this crazy preacher is talking about. Amen. I want you to get out from where you are and come down to an altar.
you're here tonight and you're saying, I need what my pastor's preaching. Amen. I want you to get out from where you are and come down to an altar and lay your cares, lay your anxieties, lay your worries at an old fashioned altar. Come on, don't come down and be quiet. Come down and lift your voice. Unleash your soul. Loose your hate. Relinquish those things that you hold on to. Oh, my God. 
love to encourage myself. Sometimes I just look in the mirror and say, I'm strong. I'm wise. I am better. So much better. When I look back over what it brought me through, I realize I made it because I had you. Everybody sing with me. 